You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big, big, big Horizon League basketball game tonight as Cleveland State and Wright State play on ESPNU. At 7 o'clock, and we want to get a little bit more insight into college basketball, and we want to talk uh, about the future of that, a lot of NCAA issues going on, a lot of really cool stuff going on, Uh, and uh, again, Cleveland State. I mean, obviously right here in our downtown area, um, and we know what kind of an impact the college basketball team can have on a community in the city. Julie Rolash is the commissioner of the Horizon League, and right now she is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hi, Julie. Good to be with you. Good to be. I think we've had you on before. Always enjoy our conversations. Um, yes, let me sure. let me just generically ask you this question: Where are we with college athletics right now? Because it has been a topsy turvy time over the last I don't know 36 months, and just trying to figure out NIL, trying to figure out league realignments, and all kinds of stuff going on in what is a gigantic transition period. I think for the NCAA, just. Give me the state of college athletics. I've been college sports now for 25 years, and I would say the last five have been far and away the most dynamic. And, and you just named a couple of the big issues, and a lot of it's coming external. I mean, and even as recent as yesterday, there was a case in the Third Circuit where the question of whether student-athletes should be deemed employees is, is obviously ripe again um, in, in some quadrants in our country. So there's the pressures are growing, uh, certainly not uh, diffusing at all. How have you found NIL working in your conference, Julie? You know, I, I see stuff with like football players in the Big Ten and SEC and everything else, and it's now as if you have to give these guys salaries, which I don't think was the idea of NIL. I, I don't think yes. it was. <laughs> You're right about that. Definitely <laughs> okay. not. All right. So how how has right. it how has it come to this thing where? You have coaches at some of these schools saying, well, we're not getting enough in NIL money. Well, they're just flat out paying these guys. How do you deal with that in a conference where I would think you don't like that at all? No, we don't. It does not align with our values or who we are. I'd say there's two tracks right now. I mean, the one is what you just said, where it's unfortunately coming down to a recruiting inducement, which is allegedly against the rules, right? The NCAA is still saying that, but nonetheless, that's what's happening in, in some of the Power Five places. What's happening in our league is actually the good news of the story. Uh, number one, we've got this league-wide deal with Open Doors, which is a vendor out there that's pretty sophisticated, and it's an online platform, so our student-athletes are getting great education on how to build a brand as well as what some opportunities are. I was actually on Cleveland State's campus when Open Doors was there back in the fall, and I sat in on a presentation, and, and then there's a marketplace, and it's league-wide, so all 3,000 of our student-athletes are, can be available to brands, if you will. So Dunkin' Donuts, for instance, is on there, 
they post an ad and it's a little bit like match.com where our student athletes can then apply. And we've had um, nearly $100,000 in NIL transactions happen for hundreds of Horizon League student athletes. And I, we're the only league right now doing the, the league wide, which I think is the right place for mid majors. So we're not in that um, recruiting inducement. We're actually doing what was intended where student athletes are capitalizing on their NIL. So what, what advice do you have to, for high school athletes then? Like, how do they approach where we're – because that's the next phase. Like, I know this is all uncharted territory. So what do you say to a high school athlete that's about to embark on an athletic career in the Horizon League? Like, what, what's the right way to go about things? Well, one is when you're in high school, it, in many states, it's still not uh, legal, if you will, with their high school state – with their state high school association – to do NIL deals. So this is still for most, it becomes eligible or permissible once they trigger that collegiate enrollment. So one is don't do it unless you know for sure, right? You don't want to compromise your high school eligibility. But then two, in the Horizon League, and that's why we did it, we want our prospective student athletes to know that we've got a plan here where they can really do it right. And not only can they figure out how to build a brand, but they can also then actually capitalize if they want to on on their athletics prowess and on their athletic success. Julie, there's something that I, I've noticed that is, I'll say it's driving me nuts. The COVID <laughs> year has turned into such an extended stay for some student athletes. Where are the parameters of that? Because I, I've seen kids who are like seven years out of high school, and it used to be you had five years to get in four. Where does that all stand now? Well, the COVID year, that decision was made. I mean, gosh, we're making a lot of decisions right in the midst of the pandemic, trying right. to figure out the right, right path. And, and at that point, when it was collectively made across Division One, I, I think in that moment it was the right decision because we were trying to give clarity in an uncertain situation to student-athletes. They were deciding, should I play or not this season? Because what if the season gets stopped right in the middle, which was happening for some? Or what if you're in the Ivy League and you don't even have a season? So. It was basically saying, hey, this is, a, this is going to be a mulligan whether you play or not. We're not going to count it. And, and so that, that created, I think, some breathing space and, frankly, gave some mental stability to people that were, were looking for it, both student-athletes, coaches, administrators. So now fast forward, and now we're sorting with it. And are there some unintended consequences? Sure, right? That's going to happen when you're trying to do the right thing in the moment. But we're also, it's going to be a window. This is not a forever rule. It was just for student-athletes that were enrolled and dealing with their athletic eligibility in the midst of a pandemic. So we're in year two now. Um, and some are opting in um, and, and using that, quote, extra year, the bonus year, and some are not. I know we've got two student-athletes at Cleveland who are using their COVID year. Of course, Antoine Davis is making a historic run at Detroit Mercy, and he's playing in his fifth season. So certainly some are using it, and some are saying, nope, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to move on. Um, uh, Commissioner, I just I want to talk about Cleveland State and the Horizon League for a second. And just, you know, being one of the oldest members of the league and uh, right. their relationship with the league and where the league is going and, and how you see the future playing out here, especially for Cleveland State because it's so important to our listeners and Youngstown State too if you want to chime in on them too. Cleveland State, Youngstown State, they've been terrific members. And I think what makes – the Horizon League really distinctive is you look at our six state, we're in 10 city footprint, even though we've got 11 members, of course, two are in the metro Detroit area. We are in some major cities, which brings huge opportunity, not just for our, our students to go to cities and these urban centers to learn, but 
to be a part of a vibrant setting. And that's what's happening there in Cleveland State. That's what's happening in Youngstown. Now with Robert Morris in Pittsburgh. I mean, just that our whole eastern swing, if you will, is really strong. And that, as we look to the future, that's really who the Horizon League is, both in terms of where we are, but then also basketball. And our presidents and ADs and coaches, of course, we care about all 3,000 student-athletes and all championships. I was just at swimming. Um, But now I'm actually headed to Cleveland State to watch our basketball game on ESPNU tonight because basketball is really the, the priority sport, men's and women's. And Cleveland State's been a major player in that. I know North Cole, who's been a huge, he was on our all-decade team, mm-hmm. is going to be honored tonight at halftime. We've had some incredible talent come through the Horizon League. With, I think we're now up to 27, 28 guys who've played in the NBA. I mean, basketball has really made its mark in the Horizon League and will continue to shape who we are and, and who we want to be. Julie Rolas joining us, Commissioner of the Horizon League. With that thought in mind, you guys don't have football. I would think that's a big challenge, and I would also think it's a big plus. In, in other ways, how do you handle that, and how do you how do you do so well as a conference without having what most conferences consider the marquee sport? Yeah, that's well. You're right about both. It can be a challenge, but also a huge opportunity because I think, especially at our level, there's real clarity on what our priority sports are in terms of men's, women's basketball, of course, soccer, um, and then volleyball and baseball and softball. Like we've got some incredible team sports. But there's no doubt that at the end of the day, men's and women's basketball are number one. And some of our um, peers, who I don't I think I have to name, but when you have got um, football, that can be a real resource drain without always the return on investment. And unless really you're at the power five ranks and then it's got to be the upper echelon, that return on investment's not there. And it's that gap's getting wider. So I actually think with our focus on basketball, there's a, there's some economic opportunity for our schools to offset some of the expenses they're incurring, but also to really raise the profile of the school. Like with Wright State's win last year in the tournament, they really enjoy, um, had a boost from their enrollments. And that, that's not a single story. You see that happen across the board once a school starts to have some postseason success. Um, I, I'm going to go back to NIL for just one second because I remember when we first started talking about this and, you know, a lot of negativity thinking about, you know, paying college athletes. But I started to try to find some of the positives in there. And I was I wondered what the impact on women's athletics was going to be with NIL. What, what's your take on that right now? And has it impacted women's athletics and given it a little bit of a boost or is it about the same? Where, where are we with that? I say a boost, and I'll give you um, an anecdotal example okay. in our league and then the national, right? Right. You know, in our league, our top current three, top three earners are Youngstown State women's basketball student-athletes. Wow. And collectively, they've, um, they're just under $40,000 in what they've earned since we launched our marketplace, which was just December. So they, they've gotten after it, so to speak, with legitimate NIL deals capitalizing on their social media presence and their status as a division one women's basketball student athlete. I, I talked to the leader in the clubhouse. Her name's Maddie. I said, how'd you do it? And she told me, and she said, and now I've got student athletes at Youngstown coming up to me on campus and saying, Hey, will you teach me how to do it? Oh, so that's awesome. I think there's, yeah, it is. I think there's real opportunity for the women student athletes who are go-getters. And then you've got, of course, Paige Buchers at UConn, who's got this million dollar plus Gatorade deal. And she's messed up for her career due to injury, but nonetheless, she's still, obviously very high profile. So I think there is opportunity there absolutely for women student-athletes because brands want to associate with them. These are incredible, strong people of character. I just watched some basketball last night on ESPN who are playing some great ball. 
in, in basketball, for instance, and they want brands want to be a part of that. Julie, once we've reached this point with NIL, it doesn't get tweaked back in any way, shape, or form, does it? I think the only way it gets tweaked right now is congressional intervention. Mm. And I know that's on um, President Baker's, our, our, the new NCAA president's agenda. There's a, a few different pieces of congressional help that, frankly, the entire Division One model needs. And I'm really talking about the Power Five. But that's the only way to put the toothpaste back in the tube, which we know is, is tough. It's never going to be neat and tidy. Right. But that's the only way to try to put some um, meaningful regulation around what's happening. Um, you know, I've always wanted to ask this, and I never, I've never had the opportunity, so now I can. When, when, when we see NCAA tournaments come to Cleveland, um, and then you see Horizon League logos on the floor because of the partnership with uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Association, or I, I'm just curious, how does how does that work? What does that mean for the league and your relationship with the, the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission? So it would be like, for instance, that means that Cleveland State is an, a, a host of these NCA events because anytime the NCA takes a final four, a first and second round, a regional to a city or any championship, but especially on the basketball front, men's and women's, they have to have an, and they want an institution or a conference to be a host. So for instance, the Horizon League, we're headquartered in, in, in Indianapolis. We've been a host of over 10 final fours. And it's not just uh, the fluff of putting your logo on the court. Right. <laughs> it's, but it's I think that's work. what people I, see, Julie, right? They see that. That's yes. the, the relationship. Okay, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Which is awesome because, but it's, you know, on our staff and Cleveland State's the same way, that means your communication staff gets to work with national media because you're in charge of credentialing them and setting up the media room and then managing the coaches' interviews post game at all levels. Uh, it means, but operations, you're managing the officials behind the scene. You're managing the teams coming and going. I, I've been a part of a lot, um, both, you know, when we hosted the entire March Madness in Indianapolis in 2021, mm-hmm. I literally spent three weeks at Lucas Oil Stadium because the Horizon League was responsible for all of the games that happened there. Wow. Those were not glamorous days, I'll tell you <laughs> that. But it was, it was fun to be a part of it and great, great development opportunities for our staff. Julie, thank you. Good luck tonight with Cleveland State uh, on ESPN tonight. We look forward to it. We look forward to seeing you here in Northeast Ohio. It's a Cleveland State right state tonight, ESPNU at 7. Julie Rolosh, who's the commissioner of the Horizon League, we appreciate your time and thank you for all the things you do, not only for Cleveland State, but uh, you know, keeping things organized and trying to keep things going steady, which uh, has to be kind of a difficult job for any commissioner uh, of any <laughs> athletic conference right now. So thank yes. you, Julie. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, Julie. your time. Have a great day. You too. Bye. All right. Love it. I mean, I just, I don't know. Sometimes we have pretty lucky jobs. Just get to talk about sports. Love and life. It's what we do. Yes, it's what we do. And guess what? Big game at First Energy tomorrow. Ohio State, Michigan. That's right. We're going to see a little hockey action at First Energy Stadium. Steve Rollick, who's the head coach of the Ohio State men's hockey team, will join us next. Looking forward to that. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Of course, by, by the way, I want to remind you she was on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Back after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 